What is up, everyone? We're back. Jeff Needs Sports, an official Off the Ball Network production. This is uh, tonight or today, um, kind of a, uh, I, I got a daylight episode, which is pretty fun. Got some natural light in the studio. It's, uh, it's 15 minutes on Russell Westbrook to the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. That trade broke in the, I basically during draft day in the NBA, kind of kind of set everything on fire, you know, made some quakes. And uh, with me today, I've got the um, the puppet master of the Off the Ball Network, and without a doubt, the uh, the biggest and best Knicks fan that I know. I've got uh, Edgar Acevedo, uh, New Tape City in the house. Edgar, how are you this morning? Good, good. A little tired, you know, just drove back from Florida about like 17 hours. I mean, I didn't do the driving, but, but you know, still in a cramped van. Uh, I was trying to keep up with the draft and any type of trades as best as possible on my phone, you know, with laggy service and diminishing battery life. Yeah, you did a great job, man. And as usual, we appreciate your work. For the, for those who don't know, Edgar is the um, Edgar's basically the 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 face of the Off Ball Network that nobody realizes that he does a lot of great work for us and uh, keeps things fresh and everybody up to date and in the game, no matter what he's doing. So we, we appreciate it. And I appreciate hey. being on the show and, and uh, we're going to kick this off, man. Uh, so thank you for I, having me. Hey, yeah, yeah. You're welcome, man. It's, it's my pleasure. Um, and so here we go. First question. Are the Lakers the automatic favorites for 2022 championship as we sit today? As we sit today, I don't think they're still the favorites to win it all. Uh, I think that spot still goes to the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, technically, the Brooklyn Nets. I'm a Knicks fan. Yeah, I know. I'm a Nets hater. But to me, technically, when they're fully healthy, they have the best roster in the league. You know, they have three dynamic scorers, like they're the best scorers in the game, who – Essentially, when all three of them are on, you really cannot stop. And I don't want to say, you know, like, I don't really like to blame injuries and say, oh, injuries are the reason why this other team won or anything like that. But I will say that if Kyrie would have never gotten hurt and James Harden would have never gotten hurt with the hamstring, there would have been a solid chance that they would have been potentially in the NBA Finals. Yeah. Again, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit Milwaukee at all because they. No, did you, they did. you were a big supporter the whole way. I would, like, yeah, you're just being honest, man. You're, you're an NBA analyst. You watch the games. You, you don't have to defend it. Right. You, you, you play, you play who you play. It doesn't matter if the other team is healthy or not healthy. You take advantage of that. You know what I mean? You yep. know what I mean? It sucks, but that's just how it goes. Now, if Brooklyn can somehow stay healthy next season when it really matters. To me, they're the favorites. Now, L.A. would be a close, probably a close second. To me, maybe a third, just because, again, that's another team where you got to factor health with them, especially with right. Anthony Davis. Exactly. Anthony Davis is the big question mark in, that's, in that big three in terms of health. Yeah, we saw LeBron dealing with the ankle late in the season, but for the majority of, uh, of his career, LeBron has always remained healthy, as healthy yeah, yeah. as possible. And that, that injury that kind of took him out was more of a freak accident with Solomon Hill. I mean, some people say it was dirty. Some people say it wasn't. But it was really a freak accident that he's never really dealt with during his career. And, and you know, a little bonus question here. Like, let's go back to last year and let's imagine Russ is on that team. To me, I think that that's where Russ could – you know, the Lakers wound up, they were, they were in control of the West, you know, they, they may not be the one seed, but they were going to be fine. 
And then they really took a dip and struggled, had to win a game in the play-in tournament against Golden State. If Russ is on the team, can't he kind of at least carry him to probably a fifth or sixth seed last year, with in, well, even with LeBron or uh, AD being out? Like, I think that might be the difference that – I mean, Russ has been pretty healthy, and he can go on the street. We saw him do it with Washington. I mean, what they went on a hell of a streak there at the end of the year. Right. Um, I think if he's there, you know, they're not in a play-in tournament. I mean, do you, do you agree or disagree with that? No, I absolutely agree with that because Russ did end up carrying that uh, Washington Wizards team for mm-hmm. some portion of the season. Because if you remember correctly, Bradley Beal did deal with did deal with a lot of injuries throughout right. the season as well, and it was up to Westbrook to pretty much carry the load. Uh, and when you look at that Wizards team, you know, no discredit to the guys there, but they're not exactly the most stacked team, and they weren't exactly the most stacked team in the East. Right, and. Russell Westbrook just had to take it to another level. Uh, so I do think that out West, Westbrook could have carried them to at least, you know, being out of that play-in uh, tournament game. And it would have been a lot better for, for, the, for the And, Lakers. and I think, I mean, now that we, we, we watch the finals, I can't say that even without AD, I can't say that LeBron and Westbrook couldn't have challenged Phoenix more once we saw what the Bucks did to him at the end. I mean, this is hindsight. It's all hindsight. That's why we're here. But um, I just look at – Russ has a pretty good history in the playoffs. He's not a perfect playoff basketball player, I understand. But he typically – his energy is usually pretty high at the end of the year. Um, You know, he's had some good playoff runs. He's he's got flaws, but, like, his energy level – and how hard he plays and everything is usually pretty good in the playoffs. That's exactly what the Lakers were missing last year. So we'll just kind of blend into that. A question I had here, I'm not I'm not a basketball expert or anything. I just want to kind of know how you see it on the court. To me, Russ is kind of a – they call him a hybrid guard. Russ is just whatever Russ is. Do you think he basically plays straight shooting guard this year, or do you think that he's going to run the offense for Los Angeles Lakers? I think the best thing about Westbrook is that he can play both roles. He can play the one or the two. Some say that he might be better suited to play the two. Uh, like me. I per- yeah, I personally feel that he could play both pretty well, but I think we might see him at the two a lot more than in previous seasons just because they do have LeBron who yep. likes to handle the ball a lot. And they might they might try to give uh, Taylor Hur- uh, Horton Tucker a bit of the ball handling assignments. So you could see Westbrook playing the two. I mean, he's very dynamic yeah. at the two spot. You, you might even want to go really small and play him at the at three. You never know. He's, oh wow! So he, he is a big, you know, he is a big guard. He is a big, strong guard. So if you really do want to go small, you might try. You might try different things with that lineup. Oh, I like it. versatility. I hadn't even really thought about what he gives them versatility. And would you got to have that in the NBA playoffs now? We saw every team have to completely flip their lineups, you know, for, for small ball or big ball or whatever it was. So, you know, that's actually a good point. I mean, I like Russ, I like Russ a lot. Um, and I think maybe I think maybe personally he's at the point to where it's like, once again, his flaws are kind of like, I don't know, maybe – I want to say decision making, but he just doesn't. There were some times in Oklahoma City where I thought they had a, you know, could have won a series of. So maybe he's at the point to where, especially playing with LeBron, we kind of saw Le- LeBron turn Kyrie into a really good two guard at in a lot of those big games, and it worked really well. And I think Kyrie's still kind of like that. I don't think he ever really went back to a traditional point that people thought he was going to be. Um, so. 
I don't know. I was just something I had in my head. Like once again, where this is all just like, you know, off the top. So we go into that and I kind of like this question. So we, we know we're in the super team era, whatever you feel about it or, or dislike it. I mean, it's constant debates. We have them in the network all the time. I really understand both sides of the super team, you know, argument. And then, so we'll, even if we want to go back and start it with the Boston teams in the late two thousands, uh, 2010s, I mean, is this, is this, I guess we'll say on paper, is Westbrook, AD, and LeBron the best big three that we've had in the super team airs going back just under 20 years? Uh, we can we can actually just make a whole section about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. we? That'd be pretty interesting. But I want to say they're ranked high up there. I, I mean, I put them top 10, but... I don't think they're the best. To me, the best, the best, best in terms of fun and just watching them every night and they'll do something crazy every night was Chris Bosh, LeBron, and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, that I think me, I... that that was a superb uh, victory. Like absolutely dynamic, fun every night. You never you never knew what you were gonna get from all three of those guys. I mean, people like to say Chris Bosh is like the forgotten dude. But if you go back, he had some really huge moments, some really huge games oh, with yeah. them. And, and then uh, LeBron and Wade were always like the highlight factory. Every night you get at least like five, ten crazy highlights from them. So that that to me is a big, the best big three I've ever seen, personally. Yeah, yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, I, I think probably what what this big three, this big three is close to that because of it's a little grittier big three because they didn't add a you know a three point shooter or something like somebody thought like they if you add like Lillard or something then now you've you, you've changed the dynamic. I mean this is a this is still kind of a in the paint big three. I mean Russ likes to drive. LeBron is the best at it. You know AD thinks he's a two guard, but he really <laughs> you know he's he's in theory he's supposed to be down low. Uh, we'll see how that goes. They didn't really add a lights out shooter um so you know i'll spring this on you we got a few minutes here what so we've got we've got this big three we're, we're going to imagine they're going to be healthy what's the one type of, i'll just say type of player i don't want to put you on the spot for a player unless you have one what do they need to add to complete this team you know now after they've traded everybody like the maybe he added ray allen you know what i mean let's face it that was the difference in the championship just in your mind what does this big three who do they who or what do they need to add to complete the package i think they need to add a little bit of shooting ultimately i mean we do know westbrook is dynamic he's a he's a great scorer uh triple double man but at the end of the day his shooting leaves a lot to be desired yeah and it's not uh, dependable it's not really dependable, yes, especially in close situations. Like, we know he can slash the basket. We know he can finish and have the end ones and thunderous ducks and all that. But, you know, when you really need a jump a jump shot, he's not as reliable as, you know, as other guys. So they do need to maybe try to look for some shooters. I don't know exactly who they're going to target. Yeah, it's uh, hard to tell what they'll what they'll pull off. Yeah, to me, I think it's a classic three and D guy, um, and I, I think at this point, as good as there should be, um, you know, they can even add a veteran. I don't think it has to be young and energetic. You know, like they tried. I think it can be your classic, like you know what you know. Let's face it, they need Robert Ory. I mean, that's the guy that they're looking <laughs> for. If we're being honest, I mean, KCP was not Robert Ory, obviously, but they lost him, and he was a three and D guy. Yeah, I think that was a. He, that's a 
that's the guy they need. I mean, they had to get rid of him, but you're yeah, right. he did shoot. He did shoot the ball for them pretty well from three point from the three point line uh, last season. Mm-hmm. And he is not. He's not a bad defender. He's pretty solid. And ironically, like you said, that's the, one of the pieces that they have to give up in order to get Westbrook. So now they have to go out there and get that type of player back. Yeah, and it's it's always the danger when you build these teams. You know, we've seen it from several of them. Any, you know, the Lakers were the best example the last two years. Somebody goes down, it really, really, you know, crumbles. It's, you know, because you just can't, they just don't have the deep roster that the other teams like say. I get, you know, honestly, though, I say that. And then at the same time, we say that Milwaukee's, you know, more even team. That's just because they don't have the stars. They, the Milwaukee and Phoenix both only played, what, six or seven guys the entire final. So, like, how deep, how deep are the good teams really when we really look at it? What, what we mean is there's a big difference between your top and bottom guy, but if you look at it, they weren't super deep either. So I don't know if that's as big a flaw now that I'm playing it in my head as I originally thought. So I guess the last thought on this, we got about we got about a minute here. Um, do, do you think it's going to work? Just your gut reaction. Is this going to work? I don't – I want to say yes because I don't want Laker Nation on me. <laughs> Well, no, you can say it from a basketball standpoint. You know, you're not. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, I so think we'll take I, all the Laker Nation. Uh, anybody that wants to watch from Laker Nation, we're here for you. I think it can work. I don't. I don't. I don't see why it wouldn't work. I think if they all, if all three of them remain rel- relatively healthy uh, when it counts, mm-hmm. and they go out there and they get, hey. Maybe at least one shooter, maybe two, like some, uh, like a solid two indie guy. I don't know what they, what, what realistically they can get, but I think it can work. I think so. I, I think with, oh, sorry. No, no, I just, I was just agreeing. I, I do too. I think that Westbrook and LA is a perfect match. I'm glad he's back. I'm, I'm really, I, I started as a kid. I was a Lakers fan with Showtime. So, I, you know, and I love LeBron. I, I won't lie. So I want it to work because, I just think it's fun for the NBA. It's something to talk about, whether they're doing bad or whether they're doing, you know, and we, hey, we're in a sports network. We're in the, we're in the business of talking points. And I think that this team next year, just like the Nets were this year, regardless of whether they're doing good or bad, is a huge talking point. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, Edgar, that's our 15 minutes, man. No, you go ahead. You got another thought. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no. And now I was going to say, now we possibly get that whole, like, you know, buzz around the whole Nets versus Lakers oh. finals matchup. And now it can possi- possibly be a reality. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, I mean, the dream matchup, let's just say it. We'll finish off here with this. The dream matchup of LeBron and Westbrook versus KD and Kyrie Irving is is one of – is honestly – maybe the greatest matchup of superstars slash Hall of Famers slash former teammates slash a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, a little bit of headbutting, like all that wrapped into one. If we get into the finals with that, my, my God, man. I mean, that's, that's endless storylines for us. Absolutely. Storylines for days you, and, and highlights for days, you know, it's, it's incredible. I, I, I we, we need it. I, I forgot to, to toss that out. Uh, real quick, but we're—I believe—we're going to see plenty of fun highlights between LeBron, oh. AD, and Westbrook, especially on the fast breaks. Yeah, about halfway through the season, if they get it rolling, just like the Heat, the Heatles did back in the day, they—they they could be something special. At times, we know they're 
you know, and I don't think they're as old as people think. Westbrook's not an old basketball player. He's got a lot of miles, but he's energetic. LeBron is an old basketball player, but he's fairly healthy. AD's not old at all. He just needs to get in shape. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't like an this isn't the um, you know they're not like an over the hill. No, exactly. You know, and people three. are kind of thinking that way. And I'm like, no, this isn't. This is a pretty good team. Like these like are like LeBron. Westbrook Le- just averaged a triple double, dog. Right. Le- Westbrook averaged a triple double, and LeBron was still, you know, one of the best players in the entire league yeah. when he was healthy. And so is AD. And AD yeah. is not even old. AD is still a yeah. young guy by comparison. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think the perception is a little off, but we'll see. Uh, one last thought. Uh, don't be surprised uh, if we do see them uh, start a little slow because, oh, you know, all these super all these super teams and guys being added on, they need some time to mesh. And usually that's when people like to panic and say, oh, you know, it's not going to work or it's a failure, like five games, 10 games, maybe even 25 games in. You have to give them time to gel and learn how to play with each other. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Edgar. Uh, at New Tape City, everybody on Twitter. Uh, you know, go follow him, check him out. Follow Off the Ball Network on on Twitter. Um, you know, that's a lot of great work from Edgar. Um, he, we're everywhere. Check out OffTheBallNetwork.com for all your sports needs. Edgar Acevedo, you've been great, man. And um, good luck you. to your good luck to your Knicks next year, man. And thanks for doing this. Uh, thank you for having me. And yeah, I hope the Knicks uh, go to the playoffs again. Oh yeah, they'll be fine, man. I got full faith in them. All right, we'll see you, everybody. Have a great week.